Welcome to Nurtured Voices. My name is Sarah Bruno. I am a certified speech-language pathologist, creative empath, and nature enthusiast, helping you nurture your voice to communicate with care and connection. Welcome, Lori. Hello, Sarah. Mm, So good to see you and hear you today. Thanks for joining. We're going to be continuing our All About Words series, and Lori is going to be joining us to explore and unravel and create with us. Lori is a certified soul art guide and co-creator of the wonderful tool we use called Nature Inspired Feeling. So today, Lori... I've been thinking about this topic a lot, and we've even talked about it, but it's coming even more with some of our co-created art that we made last week. Our topic is eye contact. Eye contact. (laughs) Eye contact. So serious. I'm so interested how we're going to be weaving this in. Yes. (laughs) I'm excited to see where it goes and what better way to start than using nature as our guide with a little nature-inspired feeling. So we're going to take a breath. (sighs) Breathe into our bodies. And we're going to tune into something in nature related to eye contact. So it can be plant, animal, cosmic, elemental, weather patterns, a whole expansive scene, a tiny detail like the hair of a peach, peach fuzz. Hmm. And I have, I have a feel, and it's a little bizarre because it's not an eye, but I just see those, I don't know what they're called. I want to call them owl butterflies. They're the butterflies that look like they have owl eyes on their wings for protection. That's what I'm feeling for eye contact. Just a closed butterfly with a beautiful wing looking like an owl eye. Protecting, protecting. So protection through that eye contact. It's got its eyes on its wings. I see you. Right? That's cool. Not its real eyes. How about you? Any feels over there? Yeah. I saw that. That one flitted through my vision, too, when I had my eyes closed, that one. Um, I didn't know what they were called, but I I was like, oh, butterfly wing eyes. Interesting. Um, But I kept feeling beyond that. I, like, just allowed lots of different things. And the one that that brought a little smile to my face is just the eye of a chameleon. And you know how like they're just like this bulging eye that comes out the side and they have this um, ability to just like the the movement of the eye alone, it can go like in all the directions. And um, I feel like I want to learn more about chameleon eyes, but that was the the picture that came to mind with eye contact so big to like sphere yeah. big spherical big spherical. and 
I get like a little ASMR when I think of chameleon eyes, like the lid shutting. The lid. And <gasps> opening, like it makes, I think, it makes noise when I've seen videos and cartoons of it. It's usually an audible eye shut. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. I also had fierce tiger eyes, just the two like camouflaged looking at whatever it's going to decide its prey between like the jungle leaves just fierce fierce tiger eyes peering peering in so mm. I love that it's like all these different kinds of uh, visions so we've got the protection mm -hmm. vision the kind of like circular vision <laughs> uh, spherical vision and then this like fierce kind of um, straight on you know <laughs> looking at what it wants vision that fierce vision deliberate target i see you mm -hmm. mm. oh I like that mm. thank you nature mm -hmm. thank you Lori. thank you sarah oh now we're going to pivot moving into words we're gonna have a little back and forth conversation about what comes up when you think about eye contact, maybe your experiences with eye contact, um, what others have taught you about eye contact. For me, why I picked this topic, it brings up a lot. Being a speech therapist and the work I've done around eye contact and the pivot over the years, over the course of the last 20 years that I've been working with children, I want to just explore it and shift it for people because there can be a lot involved in eye contact of interviewing for a job or your sensory system and it could just be really uncomfortable or even painful to make eye contact or uh, maybe you have a little bit of anxiety or discomfort of that. It just, it doesn't feel safe to make eye contact so I want to see if we can just shift shift around a little bit but that's that was my basis for bringing this topic in today and um, it's a little bit it's a little bit charged for me too personally on my my own journey so Lori I will start with you what what are your initial thoughts and insights around that word phrase <laughs> eye contact yeah, I guess it depends on um, the context of what what I'm doing or what I need to use it for. So definitely eye contact to me is like a very intimate thing. I think I think of conversation, right? Any conversation that you're having with another person, when you are making eye contact, most of the time you're really connecting uh, I think very intimately and that can be very uncomfortable or very bonding right like I think of even making eye contact with my cat when I can maintain it for you know longer than five seconds it's like oh hi you know like you really feel like you're connecting with their being and it can be a wordless connection so we don't speak the same language but I can feel the connection with him. So 
I have that. And then I think of like dating, right? Like when I was first dating my husband and just like you're getting to know each other and you're, you're making that effort to look at each other and ask deep questions or light questions, you know, getting to know you and how it can be really intense. Like sometimes there were just such vulnerable conversations that I felt my body start shaking, you know, because you're, you're really in something intimate. So yeah, I think it brings up bonding and intimacy and definitely some fear because of the vulnerability that eye contact adds to any connection or conversation. And yeah, there's definitely some beliefs in there or indoctrinated ideas of like, you know, if you're not making eye contact, it means you're avoiding something or you're hiding something or there's a secret or you are pretending or you're in pretense or whatever these things are. You're a dishonest person if you don't make eye contact. So there are some interesting ideas that I can feel like, yeah, that might be true sometimes, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's true for every circumstance. So I love that you want to unravel this topic and just change it and make everything okay. I think that's the feel that I'm getting from you. So I'm curious what your response is. Yeah, I love that the the many layers of eye contact and what it means to you personally, because it's an intimate thing for each person. And it means something so different of who you decide to make eye contact with, how long, then there's the whole social dance behind it. Like this many seconds and then look away because you can't make too much or you can't make too little. And it's, it's a hard thing to teach and it's not even a thing that should be taught anymore. Unfortunately, in my past, I did teach it as a, a speech language pathologist and that those days um, have pivoted because to help really all individuals, but especially neurodiverse, making sure it's more of that self-advocacy piece of letting someone know how you communicate, what you're comfortable with. And each communication partner is so different. So I love that you said how it has this intimate piece more with your husband or your cat companion. That's a really safe space to practice or get comfortable with eye contact with people you know and trust and so it's interesting to me thinking I mean culturally the difference about what's like the social norms what's acceptable what's not like I said when you go into a job interview what may be expected and I'm just curious yeah if if things can shift if we can nurture our voice a little bit more and let others know what we're comfortable with, what we're not comfortable with in any kind of situation. And I was just thinking between you and me, Lori, so eye contact is very uncomfortable for me. I'm always quote unquote working on it, but getting comfortable with eye contact. There are a few people that I feel I can make the eye contact and it not affect my body. But at the same time, mine is more attention related. Where like I was just thinking between you and me, I've known you <laughs> for almost 30 years. And I'm like, I don't even know the color of Lori's eyes. Like, <laughs> it's like 
I was thinking like earlier, I was like, probably brown, but maybe hazel. Like, but I couldn't, you know, picture. And that's because I have a lot of fleeting attention. A lot of the times I look up because I'm thinking, I'm in my mind. Um, But yeah, making it all okay and getting fun and playful with it of, you know, I'm going to explore eye contact with this person and see what it feels like really you know peer into peer into them or I'm I'm going to not make direct eye contact with an authority figure or something like that and helping people understand yeah it doesn't it doesn't have to do with confidence per se there is so many different layers to eye contact and my last thing I was going to say also with a, a parent a parent child or a caregiver uh, child or baby um, when they're first born into the world that imprinting that takes place not just for humans but so many living things of them just peering into uh, the caregiver's eyes so that kind of came up for me too just thinking that that baby that just just looking at you and uh taking in your whole face and and that recognizing mm. gosh there's so many things in in this and I love yeah I love feeling the parent-child connection and and all of the I guess different ways that people feel around eye contact like I think you're helping me to even have an awareness that for some people eye contact can cause physical pain Mm -hmm. and um do you have any examples of that of anybody you know yeah I mean it it's all about the sensory system but it's also a part of the the brain that it just fires a lot more the amygdala and it can actually create sensations that are painful so yeah a lot of different clients I work with I equate it to if you had a really bad headache and just like everyone turn the lights on like really bright fluorescent lights like how would that feel just thinking about that makes my breath quicken so that's my guess is that's how it would feel within the body but I'm sure everyone's bodies are totally different too Hmm. That's really cool to just have an awareness of. And it just, I think the invitation I'm feeling for myself is like just neutralize eye contact in general because you don't know even the degree of um, vision that people have, right? Like we can assume everybody can see us or see who they're looking at, but not everybody has the same quality of vision. And, um, just making it okay like this person does not have to look at me to have a really meaningful conversation and like I I mean I had an example of that on a plane ride sitting next to a person who was legally blind and listening to his stories about traveling solo and independently and it was just really cool to like to get my mind opened and I shared with him what it was like to be a woman in a wheelchair traveling by myself so we both had these different ways of how we experience the world through different abilities disabilities however you want to say it um and I don't know I just keep thinking 
why do we put so much importance on if people are looking at us or not? Because that conversation was amazing. And yeah, we weren't making eye contact the whole time. Right. And I was thinking too, like just the background of eye contact. And if you think about the animals, a lot of time that means like, let's go, like we're gonna, like alpha, you know, we're gonna have a confrontation, this eye contact. So I tend to not do eye contact, not based on confidence, which I think sometimes is perceived as lack of confidence, but it's this softness that I want to bring into a dialogue or a back and forth and not this directness I think there's a time and place for directness, but that's where the playfulness comes in of when do you want to play around with directness and, um, okay, I'm going to make eye contact and, you know, feel into this person's soul or empathize with them or be direct with them. Yeah, just exploring the different ways you can use your eyes with all the different people and animals. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, so... I guess we'll we'll wrap it up. Any final thoughts for our conversation, Lori, regarding eye contact? I think it's just the feeling of like be in the moment and be in the present moment with people and be okay with your comfort of eye contact in that moment and not judging yourself or another for how they're feeling, you know, whether they're comfortable making eye contact or able to or not. That's what I'm getting out of all of it. Mm, I love that. And what I was thinking too was it's just one form of possible connection, right? Because that's one meaning of eye contact. But think of all the other ways you could connect with someone. So remembering that too and celebrating how you connect with someone I know you and I we connect with so many stories and our smiles and all different ways our music so putting that at the forefront too rather than all this eye contact pressure (laughs) (laughs) well what a lovely conversation we are going to move into the creative piece where we are going to vocal play eye contact. So we're giving eye contact a unique sound, whether that be patting something in the room or our bodies or singing a hum or a tune or a sound or even making animal noises. Anything goes for using our own voice to make a unique sound for eye contact. There were so many, like I kept using the word layers, so there's just so many different meanings and feels around this eye contact. So I think I want to embody that with my voice. And uh, here we go. Let's see what comes out. Mm-hmm. 
I get like so many observations coming in. <laughs> I needed to do so much work around this. The mmm at the end is like the connection and it just keeps going when you connect with people and the I I I is all the different ways of eye contact, but what really matters is this hum to connect with someone. Wow. I love that. It's so cool how you can feel the observations coming in while you're doing it. It's really neat. I like that. Yeah. And I get some body sensations too. I know we've talked about that. Music just lights my soul, but I'll get like little tingles in my eyes or cold or chills, a little sweet smile. So, hmm. How about you, Lori? What does eye contact sound like for you? I'm feeling like the ding, 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 ding. seeing was irises and then like the edge of the eye oh when you draw the iris yeah i was thinking how like you can really feel that ding of connection i guess when you make eye contact like there's something beautiful about when you do make eye contact where it's like i see you like because you actually see but then there's this like little Wow! It's just like this, like, all of it's okay. It had this, like, circular chameleon eye coming in of, like, you don't have to be looking at me to have um, wonder and awe and, I don't know, that feeling of, like, wow, you know, there's another person. It's like the circular vision. Yep, absolutely. And the chameleon bringing that in of you can look anywhere and still be getting all the information about your environment and it does remind me working with my clients that they might not be looking at all at something I'm teaching them or just looking um, out of the periphery and within a few moments they're copying what I'm doing or what we're playing with because they were attending to it even though it doesn't look like it you know they're taking it all in from wherever the eyes are at little chameleon love I like that yeah and chameleons I'm just remembering too like one eye can be looking over here while the other one's looking over there yeah and they're and almost like they're constantly they're constantly adjusting Ah, well, thank you, Lori. I love everything we explored today, words and beyond words. 
So we're going to wrap up our time here together, giving this cocoon of eye contact a warm hum. And I'll have you go first this time. And you can pick a note and then I'll add to it. Hum. Anything you want to bring in, keep in your pocket from our chat or our sounds today? Definitely that expansive view of eye contact. So it feels like it's neutral and all okay. And practicing embracing how, I guess, how I feel. I think I'm not really aware of how I feel about eye contact all the time. So maybe like just practicing where I'm at with it and seeing how that feels. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, I'm going to bring some nature bits. I think Chameleon's going to have to show me the way of being okay, looking everywhere <laughs> and taking it all in. And I think I want to get playful with deciding who to make eye contact with and making it more deliberate and okay. Hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Lori. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for listening today. You can stay connected with me at my website, www.nurturedvoices.com. You'll see one-on-one virtual coaching sessions for communication support and voice work as well as signups for my newsletter and upcoming events. You can also find Nurtured Voices on Insight Timer for meditations, talks, and music tracks. And feel free to follow along with me on Instagram, nurtured.voices, where you can deepen your connection to nature, vocal play with me, and receive communication tips. From the bottom of my heart, thank you again. When you nurture your voice, you nurture your soul.